The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. This is the big one, everybody. The big one. According to Ian Rappaport, sources say the Bears are trading the number one overall pick to the Panthers in exchange for big-time compensation, including multiple first-rounders. Pick number nine, pick number 61, a first-round draft pick in 2024, a second-round pick in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore. Robert Mays. Your breakdown. Talking about this is insane. I can't believe I'm sitting here right now. I, I think you have to like so many pieces of it. DJ Moore is better than any receiver you're going to get in free agency. He's better than any receiver you're going to get in this draft. He's better than any receiver on your roster by a long shot. This is a pretty special bit of compensation. That was uh, really good stuff right there. The day the trade went down, we were on the air. Robert Mays was in our studio Bears and Panthers. It's how DJ Moore ended up with the Bears, and maybe the best is yet to come because of that first-round pick coming up. And then you also heard 2025, the Bears get the Carolina Panthers' second-round pick. Yeah, and they also used their own first-round pick on Darnell Wright, who looks to be a difference-making offensive tackle for years to come. Mm -hmm. So that was just a a buffet of fun that day and that deal. And, uh, you know, it's it's just weird the way this works, the way scouting works. Uh, I've mentioned it one other time this week that uh, the Texans wanted that number one pick. Um, Jay Glazer has, has talked about it in recent weeks that Ryan Pulse thought he had a deal with the Texans, but at the end didn't get everything that he wanted. So moved on to Carolina, and the Texans wanted Bryce Young as well. They did I, not want C.J. Stroud. No, I know. Um, I'm interested. I've not. I got to be honest. I have not spent a lot of time watching Bryce Young. I've seen clips. I've seen a little bit of his his body of work. Um, I was concerned from everybody's perspective in the draft that his size was just going to be such an impediment for him. I think he weighed 200 pounds at the draft, but there's no way he was ever going to play at 200 pounds. He's five foot 11 and 185 pounds probably at this point. And the amount of abuse that a quarterback takes, especially a young quarterback on a bad team, like they've given up 29 sacks so far. So, you know, I, I think there have been some decent moments for Bryce Young. Last week was not one of those moments, but I'm very interested to see him play uh, closely tonight for sure. All right, so the uh, roster moves that I was talking about, first of all, the Bears uh, just tweeted out that uh, Tyreek Stevenson has been downgraded to questionable for tonight's game. So I don't think he was on the injury report, so now he's questionable. He had that ankle injury. Did he tweak an ankle in New Orleans? Is that, I think, what it was? Yeah, where he was out, I think, most of the second half in that game. Um, they were not playing him. Uh, I think it was, was it Jalen Jones who was playing? I most, believe so. Most Number of the 31. Half. Yeah. And then... Um, uh, Shefty, and I, I saw some local reporters have this a little bit earlier as well. E- EQ St. Brown and Josh Blackwell are being uh, taken off of IR, so they're being activated tonight. And uh, they're flexing Micah Baskerville and uh, Stephen Carlson from the practice squad to make uh, those guys active. Khalil Herbert was not activated for tonight's game. Yeah, there's no reason to rush him back. You're getting quality production from Deontay Foreman, and Evans has been a good player when they've asked him to carry the rock as well. So do you? So uh, we were wondering a couple of things. Um, the Valus jones situation, 
do you believe he will be inactive now that EQ St. Brown is up and and probably active for tonight's game? Am I in charge of the roster, or am I projecting? You're projecting what you think they're going to do. Because we all know what – I think most of us would do the same thing at this point. They've been – is the word uninclined, disinclined, whatever the word would be. They have not been motivated to make him inactive. I believe because EQ is is coming off the list that tonight may be the night that they do sit Bayless Jones down, especially since their special teams coach was very quick to be critical, and for good reason, of the face mask penalty that Bayless was guilty of in uh, New Orleans. They've been less protective of him because of that than, than some of the other things. And, like... There's just if you look at if you just grade it on a plus minus scale, like here are plays that help you, here are plays that really hurt you, that it's they tangibly hurt you. Valus Jones is probably like a minus eight or minus nine this yeah. year on the season, and that's a lot considering how little he's played. I would say too, if I'm if I'm Luke Getzey tonight, I'm running the ball and then running the ball and then when I'm running done running the ball, I'm gonna run it again. Like I would be willing to bet that the Bears will have better than 175 rushing yards tonight. And I believe with that as my perspective, EQ St. Brown would be active because he's arguably their best blocker. Mm -hmm. So if that is the game plan, and you should be able to move the ball however you want against this, this Carolina defense, but they have run the ball well on most teams I would expect them to do the same tonight, and I think EQ gives you a lot in that, that portion of the, the offense. Lenny and Kenosha, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Lenny? Hey, what's going on, guys? You tell you, us. I, just had a, I had a quick question for you. Uh, how did we get the number one pick last year? Well, uh, we, Houston beat Indy. There we go, because Lovey Smith wants to win. I mean, I want to beat Carolina. I want to win. I think that we should win every game that we play, and I hope that we go out there with the plan to win every game we're going to play. So I'm hoping we go out there and beat Carolina. Regardless if statistically, if we lose, we've got a better chance of getting a number one pick, I'd rather win. Yeah, I think you can get – look, you and I had this conversation. We were on the same side of the conversation last year about learning how to win. When you're in a full teardown – you know, learning how to win is kind of a byproduct of something that you're really not focused on in that year. When you are in year one of the rebuild, I can buy into the concept of learning how to win. So I think it is more important this year for this team to find ways to win football games than it was last year. You are going to benefit with some of your young players if they are doing positive things that ultimately lead to victories. Wherever that leaves you picking with your own selection in the first round, I don't believe it's going to be outside of the top seven or the top ten. I still believe that this is probably a five or six win team, and that probably leaves you still with a top ten pick, and it's probably that the Carolina Panthers are going to be picking one or two, which means you're going to get that selection. So I'm not ready to sit here, and in, 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 especially at home, uh, I'm not ready to start cheering for the Bears to lose football games. It's still there's too more. far out. It's and, too, and there's, there's still half the season left. And there's more for them to gain from winning games, even against crappy teams like the Panthers this year than last year. Now, I will have the right to change my mind in the Arizona game on Christmas Eve. We have talked about that. That could be with, with, with the third to last game, I think it is. So I think you will zero in on that game, considering where Arizona is, if they've won some games where Carolina is. 
that could have a huge impact on the greater good of getting the number one pick. And in that singular moment, I may root for something different. But at this stage, I'm rooting for progress with the Bears as a football team, and that's to win games. Is this kind of a foreshadowing, or Tom Thayer, maybe you can add some light to this. Is this just what they do? Because the television screen shows zero time left in the fourth quarter and the Bears 27 and the Carolina Panthers 24. Is that a prophecy right there? Is that what they're trying to project? Is, is that the Bears are likely to win 27-24? Are they just working on their graphics in the door next door? I don't know. i th- probably making sure everything works. Yeah. They've been here now for two and a half days setting up. And I interrupted your, your dinner. I'm no, sorry. When Fox comes in, they have two trailers and a generator. When this group comes in, they have seven trailers. So they got so much extra stuff. Um that they are practicing and putting together and make sure it's all going down. But I'd be happy I, with the win, but I wanted to say more like twenty seven Bears ten exactly. Carolina. I, I'm not I'm not you it's know too close for me. Popping champagne for twenty seven twenty four. No me. Because that means that Bryce Young has had some type of day <laughs> and I don't want him to come in here and have some type of coming out party for yeah. Bryce Young. Maybe this is the script writers. Maybe, like, again, it's oh, all scripted yeah. and we, we're, we getting a, a, we're, a, we're getting a peak of the script. Do you, are you somebody that believes we're living in some sort of... <laughs> no, the NFL, called? well, no, no. No, I know, the but NFL we are. Script. Yeah, we're living no. in an NFL kind of uh, a video game is what we're all being exposed no. to. I, I'm more for uh, Montez Sweat having a coming out party tonight, okay. having you know a couple sacks himself, but having a couple other guys get sacks because he's getting double teamed, and then, you know, like you said, having a huge running game that kind of computes in a more effective, efficient play action pass that involves Darnell Mooney, and um, then you got to really... So many good things come off of a successful running game. So many things come off of it, and I just hope that tonight... They get it going early, and they stick with it throughout. You know, not counting RPOs, Bajan on play-action fake has a 143 quarterback rating. Yeah. So if you do, and you have a, you have a nice stable of running backs, and you could use them all yeah. and have them you know, be involved in the screen game, the exterior passing game, the downfield passing game, get Cole Komet and DJ more, more opportunities downfield and use Darnell Mooney <coughs> for some of those quick passes right out of his hands at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever calculated how many games you've been involved in in your Bears career as a player and now as a broadcaster? No, you'd have to ask Doug Coletti. That would be pretty cool. I would like to see that. No one else deals in numbers in this uh, booth other than Doug Coletti because I would get it wrong anyways. What what would you guess? How many games as as a player that you played in, as a broadcaster that you broadcast... In ten your, years, uh, ten years times sixteen. How yeah, many years? So one nine years as a player. Nine years um, with you know the the length of time, uh, the, however many games per season, and then um, you know all the broadcasting games. It's pretty know. cool. You like well, you, you guys are here for a while. Coletti will be here. I'll have him add it up because he knows how many games he's been involved in, and he's been up in this booth as long as I've been around the bear. So. Like they, there's not many people who have been a part of the Bears family as long as you have. Like from a broadcaster and player standpoint, Ditka, yeah. you know, probably can can 
as a coach and as a player. Do but you have even a small piece of ownership now with all of that no. involvement? You know what? If I would have not signed in the USFL instead of after getting drafted by the Bears and deciding to come there, but it was <laughs> – Excuse me. It was this uh, scout, Jim Palmer, who a guy I really like. I really like him a lot. But he kind of said, I was walking out of a weight room in Notre Dame right before the NFL draft, and he said, hey, I got some good news for you. We drafted you in the fourth round. And I got so mad that I was drafted in the fourth round, I signed in the USFL instead. So I would have been a part of the Bears in 1983, which would have given me even more games. But... I decided to go with George Did you George just Allen. do that completely out of spite because you were pissed off? No, no, I did it because um, George Allen, I had a roommate at Notre Dame, Larry Moriarty, who ended up getting drafted by the Houston Oilers. Fullback? Uh, yeah, fullback. And so I drove him to the Blitz facility because George Allen wanted to meet him. The guy was, you know, Mr. Teenage California, all yoked up, just a stud, was a starter as a rookie for Earl Campbell in Houston. But I, I drove him there, and I sat in this room with George Allen, Bruce Allen, Larry, and myself. And two days later, the draft was on a Tuesday, and he called my agent and said, hey, we want to offer Tom a guarantee. It was a guaranteed contract. So it was almost like I couldn't turn it down. Right. Because there was no certainty that I was going to come aboard the 83 Bears when they're in the development of the offensive line that ended up developing here that I was going to make it, you know. So, uh I took a chance and went to the USFL, and I signed a three-year deal, and the Bears still had my rights for four years. So in the middle end of my third year in the USFL, I ended up signing a contract with the Bears. and You had no time off, right? No. I, I, this is the um, thing. So I drove from Saturday night. We played in Arizona at Tempe Stadium. And I drove, got in my car after the game, drove straight through nonstop to Wisconsin to start training camp. And so I'm driving this Toyota Tercel, and I have no cruise control. Let's go places. I got no yeah. cruise control. So I take a baseball bat, and I jam it up against the gas pedal and then, put, and then slip it in between the front seat and the floor, and that was my cruise control. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. The, Is that insane? The old what? Toyota Tur- We all had a friend with a Tercel. Right. My first car was the Toyota Corolla oh, FX. Yeah. Yes. Back to the guilds. I drive to Madison, Wisconsin. I buy a scooter. I drive the scooter from yeah, Madison to Platteville. That's a, long, that's a long drive, I isn't know, it? But at the end of training camp, I drove the same scooter from Platteville to Chicago. Which has got to be a four-hour drive on a scooter. A Honda Elite 150. It was probably a four-hour drive, yeah. wasn't it? I got, I got a semi Drivers giving me the finger out the window, <laughs> telling me to get off the highway. I had a rock hit me in the say. forehead. Uh, Were you wearing a helmet? Uh-uh. I had dark sunglasses on and a hat. <laughs> amazing. It's amazing. And you guys, you, it, with the Blitz, you guys played here, didn't you? Yeah. At Soldier yeah. Field. We played here in the summertime with the old AstroTurf. In one game we were playing, it was so hot that we had to put ice down on the sidelines and stand on it because the old black um, bottom uh, AstroTurf shoes we wore, they were getting so hot it was burning the bottom of your feet. Wow. So, were they the old ponies? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, exactly. It was like wearing boots, wasn't it? Like They probably each weighed 14 pounds each right. shoe. Crazy. It's good stuff. Those are good memories. All the good old days, right, Tom? Yes. Yeah, yeah it was, man. You know, you don't know any better. Yeah. So, shoots, you know, you're just excited to have a locker room that you can walk into with your jersey hanging in there, and you see your name on the back, and, you know, let's go. Was that a, a lot different for you, even though you played in Chicago, even though you played in Notre Dame, to walk in and see a Bears jersey with your name on it? Yeah. 
100%. You know, because when I signed in the USFL, I was driving home from announcing it. My dad and I pulled in the driveway, and my sister Annette came running out of the house and go, Tom, Jim Finks is on the phone. They just drafted you. And my dad looked at me like, oh, man, you screwed up. And, you know, and it, it, it all worked out. But, yeah, I mean, it's different. You go, you go from the blitz. You don't know a lot about it. There's guys that are coming and going all the time, guys at the end of their career. And we had some good guys that were at the beginning of their career as well. But there's nothing like walking into a Bears locker room and, you know, seeing your 35 years later, he's still part of the program. And in the summer t- or the wintertime, he's out in Hawaii. He's watching yeah. surf videos right yeah. now. Oh, that's great to be there. You know, I was kind of I was down in the locker room and I was looking at the jerseys they wore because the equipment now is so. They're wearing updated. the orange, yeah. Tonight, but back in the day, T. Waddle, when you were with us, so the Bears offensive linemen we wore onesies, so our jerseys buttoned underneath our crotch, <laughs> right. and then you would never get them yanked on by a defensive lineman. So to you have, give you a wedgie, but right. I was going to say, so to have that type of jersey and the, how tailored it was to you and you know it'd be there'd be nothing more comfortable than unbuttoning that thing after the game when did that stop i i don't know right after someone lost a testicle probably No, I, you know, as, as, as what it was, was, as, you know, it was weird. you got to get anything. one of those for Sylvie for, for the holidays. <laughs> right. Give him a gift for the holidays. Yeah, laying well, in no. a fetal position yeah. on my swing of sadness, sucking my thumb in my bear's onesie. Yeah. What number you want? Uh, I'll take 57. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you can't have that number. I mean, what, what like, number was Stan Thomas? Give him 60. 60. Oh, right. no. You can't. Get, come on 60. now. Bears 60 on, yeah, his, on his license plates. Who's wearing that now? Or is it, did they get rid of it? I think a practice squad yeah. guy is wearing you it. You think they would retire it out of badness? Yeah, not because of accomplishment, but you, because of, you know. It, you know, things. poor Stan, he did drive a car, and the license plate was Bears 60 on it. And I remember there was a game where he had a holding call at the end of the game, and the Bears lost, and somebody super glued all of his lock shut that night. Oh, really? Yeah. How long did he play for the Bears? We were debating Too that. long. I, Too I, long. I don't remember. It wasn't very long. That's what I thought. Yeah. I didn't we have so, many, I have so many pictures of it, and, and probably in half of the pictures that Stan is in, Stan Tom is... He's at right tackle, and he's, he's leaning back, asking a question to, I don't know what guard it was or center, as to what his assignment is. I started his right. first game right. next to him down in Miami. Keith Van Horn was holding out, and so I had to start next to Stan Thomas. And I'm not exaggerating. 85 to 90% of the times we broke the huddle, he was going, what do I do? What's a snap count? What do I do? What's a snap count? And, you know, you're trying to tell him his assignment, what the snap count is. And as we're going to the line of scrimmage, you could see the defensive lineman kind of laughing because they're listening to us. How does that happen? Is that just a guy who's not studying? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day, was, we had a binder playbook. Yeah. And so, you, you know, you can go to your binder at any time. And, uh, you know, Dick Stanfield, our offensive line coach, had every play drawn up against every single defense you're going to face. So it's just a matter of how dedicated are you about getting well, into your book. And now they're, they're like Mac pros or whatever they are, and the team can actually monitor how much time yes. as a player you are, you are studying what you're supposed to be studying. Right. So yeah. they can keep track of how much like with, 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 the book. with uh, Kyler Murray, whoever it is, right? Yes. And there have been guys here that yes. they've monitored, and yes. they've. Well, you're up for a contract, and you're in there negotiating face to face, and they're going, "Well, you haven't opened up your, you haven't opened up your tablet in six weeks, yeah. you know." So <laughs> what are we supposed to do? 
pay you a ton of money and you're not studying and wow. you're, you have, you know, mental errors are unacceptable. Right. Physical errors, they get you coached. Mental errors get you cut. And so how, what is, what's your priority? Well, you know? why are they being penalized uh, to, to get the hardcore football? Why are they being penalized this year and they weren't last year? Who? The Bears. Penalized. Like, like, well, they, they've they got lead. 60 oh, penalties. Like, well, committed 60. Because, because you have multiple quarterbacks. You have, an in, you have 32 different starting offensive lineups. You're playing in environments with a silent count that you have to have a tempo of a quarterback that you're used to playing with, and you don't have that because Justin Fields doesn't think the same time as Peterman or Bajan. You know, and when you're trying to develop some type of continuity or chemistry, they want to call it, you don't have that luxury. And you think, Sylvie, again, you know, we played with the same five guys for seven straight years. It's insane. And these guys haven't played seven minutes with the same five guys. Seven minutes. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know? not, that mu- that's not that much of an exaggeration either. But it's still no excuse, is it, for false starts by offensive tackles and other guys as well. I know it makes it more difficult because there hasn't been the continuity. But at some point, you still well, have to draw the line after, and say it's not acceptable. Right. After eight games, they're leading right. the league in false starts. I right. think they got 17 or 18 yeah. up until this point. They only had 18 total last year. Right. So it is about trying to get a plan together that you have the same quarterback and the same group of offensive linemen in there. And then when you go into it, like next week in Detroit, it's going to be insane. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, it's going to be louder than last week in New Orleans, what you were a part of in Kansas City. You know, next week will be the most hostile environment that they've seen so far this season. What do you got, tuna on toast? What is that? No, it's um, That's turkey, isn't it? Turkey. Oh, turkey. I, I, po- no, I apologize no, for interrupting no, your meal. You didn't. You probably have a certain pattern that you follow on game day, and I just completely interrupted No, you it. didn't. I, no. I, okay. I swear to God. I mean, I've been here since noon. So, do, uh, are you running the steps? No. You don't do that? No. <laughs> uh, you saw my penmanship. I was, I was making Why were you giving me heat about my penmanship? It's nice. You know, those little but hands can still write really wow, well. He's got little hands, too. Huh? Uh, I'm usually the little but, hands but, guy. But I don't know why that's a bad thing. It's not. Okay. It's, listen, I always said I have a lot of respect for BC guys. And not only are they I've good guys and smart and good football players, um, every good guy that I've ever met from BC, they got good penmanship. Yeah. Thayer's one of the most observant people I know. No question. He's always. That's why he's good at his job. Always. Yeah. All right. Uh, Waddle's World is coming up. We're broadcasting live from Soldier Field. We'll talk to Joniak in about a half hour. It's Bears and Panthers tonight, Thursday night football. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get Let's get weird. 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 Huh? We're in the Bears radio booth. Great place to get weird, right? Look out, Danny. Waddle's World is brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. You learn something new every day. I just learned that the crew here drinks a lot of, of Pedialyte. No, 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 I saw somebody else drinking Pedialyte as well. That is what is the, I think it, that is the best thing for you, whether you're hungover or you're just a little bit parched. 
That's better than Gatorade. Isn't and it similar else. to Gatorade? It is, but I think it's even better. Electrolyte, right? Yes, Pedialyte, if you're ever hungover, which I have been on a number of occasions, that is actually the best uh, liquid that you can consume. Is that what you get, Waddle? Do you have Pedialyte I at the Pedialyte house? I have Pedialyte at the house, yeah. Wow. I've got in the, uh, the refrigerator in the, in the garage. Half of it's Coors Light. The other half is Pedialyte. <laughs> right? Why not? I'm here to party. All the lights. I'm 56. How many more years do I have on this planet? I'm here to have a good time. You have 30. Okay. 86. All right. Then you, you, yeah. Well, then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go strong until I can't is go that, strong. Is that? Is that? Should I shoot higher than that? No. I think that's fair. I, I, 40 years. How about that? No. I listen. There's no I don't way take, you're making it to 90. I don't take it personally. No, he's not making it to 90. I don't take it personally. Not at all. Just want to make it to tomorrow, to be honest with you. Oh, by the way, speaking of tonight, I know you guys are going to be uh, big shotting it here at Soldier Field. I'm going to be at the Hooters in Downers Grove. Danny, you want to come with me? You're going to be here as well? Uh, I know you guys will be doing your thing, but uh, come on out. We'll be. I think I'm going to be giving trivia questions as well. I have not oh, made them give up us yet. A sample. Oh, not come made on. them. Oh, I'm not not doing trivia questions. What I was what told by mean? Travis I had to give out some trivia questions. Well, what are you telling for, them? To for do? Hooters gift cards. I want to give me a give me a trivia question. When was would. the last year that that Mike Ditka was the coach of the Nat, or the uh, uh, the Chicago Bears? Nineteen ninety three. Nope. You 92. lose. You lose. Ninety two. Nope. Damn. No. No wings for you. Ninety two. No wings for you. It was ninety two. It was his yeah. last year. Not ninety three. Ninety three um, was Wani's first year. That is correct. Who is the all time leader in receiving yards in Chicago Bears history? Walter Payton. Johnny Morris? I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, but I'm, I'll look it up on the way out there. Matt Forte? I was going to say Matt Forte. Maybe that's receptions. Maybe Matt Forte leads the organization. Well, you've got to have the answers. I will these. by the time I get there. What time is it? Like 3.40? 3.35? I'm not there until 7. From 7 to 9. You want the answer? Well, being, yeah. It is Johnny Morris. There you go. Good work. Sylvia will be in the, uh, in the luxury suite with all the bosses. Drinking it up, and I'll be out there with the people. You Shaking are a man of the and people, asking yes. questions to people for gift cards to Hooters and Hooters items. I got you a good spot, though, in the lot to get you out. I got you, you pointing in the right direction. You're right. What, what, uh, you're the best. You're the best. <laughs> Hardly. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to have some buffalo chicken dip, it says here. It's what I'm going to have. I'm going to try the Pepper Jack barbecue burger. Wait, wait is someone on, like, uh, telling me what I'm going to try? Yes. Are yes. They, have they, Absolutely. like, scripted all this out for you? Pretty much. Uh, they're telling Tom Waddle how, what to eat? Guess how many TVs that they're going to have there on for you to view the game? I think they have 27 TVs. No. Danny? 30. 30 TVs. Close. 30 TVs. Have you been to the Downers Grove Hooters? How many times? Let me ask again. How many times have you been to the Downers Grove? I, I had to do a site survey here for this one. No, you did. Of course. Where, wasn't that where we were at for uh, Keyshawn? When, didn't, when I don't believe that's Downers was, Grove. Is it? I think that was. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Do you know? I I, I did a uh, you know meet and greet there the night of the Bears Steelers game, and I will to this day tell you that I saw the best throw of Justin Fields' three-year career here in a Bears uniform in that game. It was a seam route to Cole Komet, up the seam, over the, the shoulder of a defending linebacker, perfectly in the hands of the Bears' tight end. 
and I screamed. I screeched, actually, like a young child when I saw it. And I think I screamed, that's what I'm talking about. That's what, what did it sound about. like? Reenact that. Oh, yes! That's what I'm talking about. I think that's exactly what I said. I think I just destroyed all the equipment here for the broadcast. But you can't tell me that was any louder than Joniak. Joniak should give you one of those tonight. You are ridiculous. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, really, that's it. So if you want to come out and watch the game with me and win some stuff, 7-9, and the Downers Grove Hooters, come on out. Danny, you're invited if you want to be there. You know he's, what I mean? He's uh, given directions here at the booth. He stands uh, right there. Um, I don't think we're going to have an opportunity to talk Bulls basketball uh, once we get to the top of the hour because Joniak's coming in, and then it's going to be all Bears. So... If you would like to express your displeasure with your favorite basketball team, or are you going to tell me that they're going to turn it around and they're going to be... No, you know me. I'm not going to tell you that. I, 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 again, I find myself watching games now in a peculiar fashion. Normally, I am screaming and rooting for them. Now I find myself watching very quietly. How are they going to lose this? Yes. And, and besides Alex Caruso, is there anyone on that team that you really like loving? I think Kobe White has actually developed into a, a nice role player. He sort of disappeared, though, too, down he the did. stretch. He did. What, 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 like, I know, and like, Zach's numbers in the end, I think he finished with like 21 or 22. None of it came in the uh, That's down what the stretch. I mean. You can't, and, and we have always been more pro-Zach than most. Yes. We have always been that. Yep. You can't be an all-star level or above player and go a fourth quarter and in overtime without scoring a single point. Look, I appreciate what Alex Caruso does for this team, but when you're going to him or looking for him to carry you to score some points and make some shots for you down the stretcher in overtime, you are absolutely not doing things the right way. And, I mean, look, DeMar is still a really good player, but DeMar is a year older. Yeah. That's just the way the calendar works, and it does have an effect on a player's effectiveness. And I still think he's deferring, and then, because I think they want to work everyone together, and no one's got a clear role anymore. Zach fumbles the ball too many times, he'll turn it over. I just don't know how you can compliment a team. And I know they came back after an early deficit, but... When the Suns don't score for eight and a half minutes, all the way fourth quarter and into like the first four minutes of overtime, yeah. it spanned the last five minutes of regulation. I don't know. I've and ever the first seen. almost four minutes of overtime. How can you compliment the Bulls for almost winning that? I game? can't. I, I can't. My my the, the the predominant feeling I have is is how can an NBA team go eight and a half minutes without a basket and still win a game. Right. Without a field goal. Right. And I don't know that personally, I'm sure it's happened. I can't remember the last time I watched an NBA basketball game where any team went eight and a half minutes without making a bucket. It's And it's on your home floor. So this isn't like a rebuilding team that is expected to win 20 games and you're complimenting them staying with the Suns, who, by the way, didn't have Devin Booker. No. No Booker. So... You couldn't win that game on your home floor, and you're supposed to be a playoff team, a middle seed in the East. And, and, and that building and, is still packed. And again, I love Kendall. Love Kendall. I love Will. Love Will. I don't know how they could be 
claiming any sort of a moral victory after that loss. Well, they're selling hope. So are Adam and Stacy as well. Three um, and it's, six. It's a tough product to actually try and narrate on a night-in and night-out basis. But as I said, that place is still packed. People still go to that, that, that arena and still support that team. It was a tough watch last night. That's all I know. Any new developments in the Michigan situation? It says here, my computer runs about as slow as I ran routes in the National Football League here in this building. I don't know there what was slower. My computer technology-wise in this building or me out there on the field? One of the two. It's it's a tight race. They didn't have computers back when you were running on the field, so we so, didn't know we have no comparison. Well, I'm just going to say this thing is running over here like it is in the, the early. Months. I offered you my tablet all day, so I know you I know, know, but I, it's yeah. a good teammate right there. He is a great teammate. He's always <laughs> been a great teammate. Michigan football waiting potential punishment from the Big Ten. I have not heard anything new. Danny, you've been at the office. Have you heard anything new? They've sent a response to the Big Ten's. Uh, uh, had said its re- response to the Big Ten's notice of disciplinary action. I believe I, I, I was reading part of it. It was a two or three page document that they sent to the Big Ten from Michigan and, and Harbaugh's lawyers, basically claiming that they've taken the wrong path to do all of this stuff. I'm, I mean, if you're going to suspend him, what's today? Thursday? Thursday, Thursday night yes. Football? Yeah. Right. So you've got to do it soon. Do you? Like, why? Well, I just think out, I mean,. I would think you still have to, to comport yourself with a certain degree of professionalism if you're the Big Ten. Yeah, like you can't if you're sus- going to suspend. You can't suspend him on Friday night. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, already oh, you mean before before the game? Yes. I, I meant like you don't have to rush to suspend him this year. No, I'm saying like if you're going to suspend him for the Penn State game, which is oh, going to yeah, be played yeah. okay. in Penn State, you can't yeah, wait till right. Friday afternoon. Then the NCAA is hoping that they lose to Penn State and then they don't have to worry about it. Oh, is that what they're, they're yeah, still playing it for? That 100. percent And also they. They released something that was so vague that the punishment could be anything from a fine yeah, to a two-year suspension. That's what Heather, Heather Dinich said, that the Big Ten is contemplating anything from just a slap on the wrist and a fine and, like, calling them out to a two-year suspension. So, basically, everything's still on the table. So, it doesn't sound like they're close to coming to a conclusion on this. Do you trust anything that comes out of the NCAA or even one of the, the Power Five conferences, uh, front offices? Or no, I don't, offices? and I think there's been a rush because of the mob mentality, because of the, the Big Ten presidents and the coaches trying to get Harbaugh. Yeah. I think let, let's get all the facts, yes. figure it out, get, I, the, get their defense, and then come up with a... And I know they want to rush because they don't want... Michigan to be playing for national championship, them to win it, and then them say, oops, they cheated, you know, and then to retroactively take it away. Yes. Tyler, do you have anything to add? Is anything new come on your front? No, I haven't seen anything new, but today was, a lot of people thought today or yesterday was going to be the day that we might see a suspension for Harbaugh, and we haven't seen anything yet. So I think for Michigan, it, no news is good news. Well, and my guess would be then that this isn't something that will that will be announced between now and Saturday's game against Penn State. Yeah, I can't imagine. That would be totally That would be out of line. Cool. Completely, yes. I, I think... Quite frankly, I think this needed to be decided on Monday or Tuesday if you were going to take him out of the Penn State game. But the fact that it's dragged out all the way to almost 4 o'clock on on Thursday makes me think he probably will coach this Saturday. And and, and isn't a lot of people saying that Michigan then would have lawyers 
try to get an injunction to stop any sort of suspension. So he can get through the season, and then at the end of the season, suspend me all you want. I'm going to the NFL to be an NFL head coach. Such a weird story. I just, listen, I will continue to be a Jim Harbaugh apologist until I read the full report. And then I reserve the right to be critical of my former quarterback. Whether or not I will choose to be, even in the face of guilt, I'm not sure yet. I haven't come to that conclusion. I still may support him, but I still want to see, I want to see the entire report before. And I also want to know, and it's not just pointing the finger the other way. I don't know the answer to this question. How prevalent is what he is being accused of? How prevalent is it in major college football? And I think, for me, uh, I, I need know. to know. I think you know. I don't, but I don't know. I you can don't assume. No, I can assume know. that it's being done. But is exactly what he's been accused of doing is our other teams doing exactly the same? What thing? do you I don't know. think? My, I, I'm suspicious of the NCAA, and my guess is is that other schools are using comparable, you know, vehicles for doing the similar similar stuff. That's my guess. But again, I don't want to come to that conclusion until I actually have evidence or I've read the report. All right, when we come back, we'll get to some nonsense. Uh, enough Bulls basketball, that's nonsensical. So is this whole thing with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. But I'm talking about real nonsense. I mean, meth and other stuff like that. We'll get oh. to that next. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Hey, I promised you a story uh, about meth. Uh, Danny, if you're looking for a luxury California retreat, a new home, maybe a vacation home, it's complete with a meth lab and contamination. It's selling for about a million and a half. Now it's your chance to own a luxury California home. Six-bedroom house in San Jose offers a great location with easy access to the freeway, according to a realtor's listing, which notes it affords more than 2,700 square feet of living space. That might appeal to anyone needing an easy commute into Silicon Valley with Apple's uh, Cupertino campus just 20 minutes away and Google's Mountain View home uh, less than half an hour away. The only problem is is that there there is a working meth lab and there you're has cooking been math? Is that some meth doing? contamination in the house. Oh, like they, so, there has been meth that's been cooked there in correct, the house. Correct, and the exist, so, it's an existing meth lab also is in the house. Hmm. So... If you're interested. What are they selling it then as? What are they selling the lab as? As is. Uh, right, I know. But, like, what are they saying that it could be used for? I don't I guess I think they're contamin- telling you. They're being honest. Once this is a meth lab. So once it's contaminated, can it never be have uncon- it decontaminated. I was going to say, yeah. can it be decontaminated? Hence the reason why the house is only $1.55 million in that area of the the country. What is it usually? Oh, that's probably a $5 million home. Oh, really? Minus the math. Would you, would you do that? No. I you wouldn't? I'm not into math. No, I'm not saying you are, but that's a good deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to get involved in the real estate game, you could probably go do that and see if you could get it cleaned out. Why not live out. there and just stay out of the lab? Probably could. No question. I'm being told by uh, by Tyler back at the shop that we have another interesting entry into our parody song contest. Oh, really? And it actually addresses the four P's of Waddle's world. Yes, oh, we which do. Which are Tyler. They are poop, planets, prison, and penis. Okay. It's quite a uh, combination of uh, stories. So this is from Eric Sesney to the tune of We Three Kings. It is called We Four Peas. 
for peace of Waddle's world. Planets poop, prison, and penis, hey girl. I don't care to talk about sports, just let me tell you some fart jokes. Waddle's world, it's 3.30. Give me poop and give me penis. Would you rather go to prison or tell me the color of your anus? In Waddle's world, we four peas of Waddle's world. It's good. It's, you know what? I couldn't understand all of it. Tom Fair, I think, enjoyed it and probably didn't approve of it, but there was a chuckle I heard yeah. from my left. Um... We do some seedy stuff on this show, Tom. Yeah, you know, I, I probably learned more about you in the last year than I did in the entire time we played together. Wow. Good or bad? I mean, you're, you're no, all good, all good. I mean, <laughs> outside, there, outside your reading ability, your penmanship, yeah. you're very, you're funny, and you guys are super clever on the radio, and um, I, I, you know, all good things, all good things. Because well, I, I think when I'm you know, when we're around football, it's always it's kind of just football. serious yeah. business, yeah. and we're both trying to hold on to our jobs. Exactly. You know, to, right. to, I'm going to get cut. No, I'm going to get cut. We both might get cut. To that point, I walk into the house yesterday, and my seven-year-old Braxton says to me, he goes, Daddy, I heard you talk about penis on your head. I go, what? Penis on my head? When did we say penis on anybody's head? And he goes... I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about, sir. And then he heard the story of the private jet that we were talking oh, about yeah. drawing yeah. penises when the guy was drawing penises on people's heads. Permanent marker. With a permanent marker. Yeah. And this is what my seven-year-old is listening to and because of the four P's of Waddlesworth. I mean, I'm guilty. <laughs> you, go, guilty. you walk into your house, and that's the first thing you hear from your seven-year-old. Hey, listen, I heard not, you talking about penis on your head. I'm just, you know what? I'm, I, it's not my job to parent your kids. That's where you have to step in. It is Waddle's World. Yeah. Uh, by the way, entries now live at ESPNParody.com. The grand prize is a year's worth of groceries from Jewel Osco. You have about a month as the deadline is December 8th. And it is awesome because we have a new presenting sponsor. We welcome Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Thank you to them. It's also brought to you by Jewel Osco American Sale and 19 Crimes Wines. Fabulous. I like the entry. I'm going to have to get back to the shop and listen to it in person because I, I really couldn't understand it all over here. Maybe my head. It's a good. It's a good starting point. Like it's 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 there. It's there. It's yeah. there. It's not it's an bad. entry. It's yeah. not a winner, but it, it made us laugh. It's an entry. Yeah, it could be like It a, made their giggle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. That's it. All right. That's all J- Joni X coming up um, if he's got time for us. So, uh, if see. not, we'll continue to lean on our better partner, Tom Thayer. Yeah, right. we are uh, just about three hours and 15 minutes away from kickoff between the Bears and the Panthers. We'll discuss that all coming up next.